The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Ladies and gentlemen, the Retro Network proudly presents to you, in association with the House Show Crew, a little morsel for your Monday. Answering all the questions that you send our way. So no more lollygagging, let's take on the day. Welcome to the running. Welcome to the running. Welcome everyone to your Monday morning coffee. It is I, as always, Mr. Maddie Treats, and this is the run-in, which is presented by The House Show, which is presented by The Retro Network, which is presented by Fun.com. Click the link in the show notes and save 15% off one item at Fun.com. We are the inception of podcasts, and joining me, as always, is none other than the educator of excellence. Educator. How you doing this Monday morning? Oh, good Monday morning. How you guys doing? I can't complain myself. Uh, just another weekend in the books here. Tiptoeing ever so much closer to Christmas. Trying to get my last minute shopping done before any craziness of shutdown may likely or possibly occur. So I'm trying to get some last minute ideas in for the wife and the kids. Uh, but... Watching some good current gen stuff as well with wrestling. Looking forward to today's discussion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll, we'll discuss it in a second, but let me introduce our our tag team partner here, Kevin Hellions, the Master Library. Kevin, how are you doing this Monday? I'm doing well, doing good. Um, you know, I was, I was trying to fall asleep the other night. I, I was just exhausted. It's kind of that time of year, honestly, with it getting darker earlier. I just find I'm tired earlier as well. And then, like, on Wednesday, my phone starts lighting up. W- woke me right up. It's almost like something happened. I'm sorry, was that me? Did I light was, your phone it up? It was you. It oh, was okay. You. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, we had to call an audible, guys. A uh, little, uh, let's get a little, little peek behind the curtain. Let's open up the kimono, if you will, and show everyone, you know, the backstage world here. We actually recorded, like, four run-ins. It was like a Superstars taping where we, we recorded four of them because we were going to do all Christmas-themed episodes for you know, the month of December, but I thought this was just turned out to be a big week for wrestling, to be honest yeah, with you. Absolutely. Um, I mean, AEW, especially on Wednesday night, uh, obviously the debut of sting, the title change to Omega. And then of course you got NXT uh, last night with war games, which I'm sure had something happen. I don't know. We're recording this before that. So, um, so I wanted to kind of not get, I think a lot of times we we try to analyze and break things down, right? And, you know, we say what we like and we don't like. I kind of want to do a a, a little different this morning. Um, I wanted to fantasy book today, okay? Um, Sting debuted on AEW, which is great. I don't know what you'd do with him, so I'm hoping you guys could come up with some ideas on what you can do with him. Um, And then, of course, Omega wins the title, with Don Callis in his corner, and then they say they're going to impact, and you'll have to hear from them on, on Tuesday. I mean, on Tuesday, this might be yeah. the first time I've watched Impact, uh, the television show, um, 
I don't know, year, two years. I can't even remember the last time I watched the Impact television show. I've got Impact on my YouTube, and I I don't watch the full shows, but I get the uh, the clips to be ca- caught up to date as to you know what's going on and and, and so on. Um, it's it's weird right now with everything with this current COVID era and how uh, the world title was stripped, and then they brought the old TNA Heavyweight Championship back with Moose with it and all that stuff. So craziness going on. Ken Shamrock, I guess, is like still going like crazy in Impact Wrestling now these days. And so it'll be interesting to see what uh, what the direction is likely going forward and and some ideas I actually have for fantasy booking as well. I, I was actually telling my wife about that. I said, oh, we got tape running tonight. And she said, didn't you tape a bunch? I said, yeah, but then AEW happened and we have to discuss it. When we first started dating, she watched Impact all the time. Uh, it just, for whatever reason, that was the one that, you know, fit into her own schedule. It was when the knockout division was very good. The X division was very good. And she's always had, like, sort of a soft spot for it. So she was actually, like, happy to hear that they were doing something again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's... I have some ideas. I'm going to run them by you guys uh, for when it comes to Omega. But I think the big news coming out, let's start with Sting. Um, of course, Sting debuted on Wednesday night, came out to make the save for Cody against Team Taz. What do you do with Sting at this point? I mean, he's really too old to have like a lot of matches. Can you get one, two out of them? Um, I was talking to the educator before Kevin came on. He's 61 years old. That's crazy to me. You might get a you know Hollywood style you know, pre-taped match kind of deal that can be edited very similar to Taker's WrestleMania match with AJ Styles uh, and the Boneyard match that they had. Um, I, I just, I don't see a live match being able to take place and him being able to be, I guess, I won't say being carried through the match, but I just, I don't, I don't know. At 61 years old, it's hard to say. And knowing that he supposedly retired from the neck injury with the Seth Rollins match, um, back in 2015 so whether he's you know feeling great ready good to go it, it was fantastic to see him on live television again um it'll be interesting to see what your versions of uh what did we do with him i i, I have plans i have ideas but i just also think at 61 no one no matter how good they were should be taking bumps and wrestling long matches yeah, absolutely. I, I think, too, it's another case of WWE had him under. Co- I mean, if you think about it, the one match I think people still wanted to see was Sting Taker, right? I mean, that was the yeah. one match that always eluded a fantasy, a wrestling, you know, fantasy, you know, a dream match. And they showed last year that they could have done. You know, with the Taker AJ Styles match, they showed, oh wow, the cinematic match actually works, and it's probably easier on Taker's body. They they can shoot it like a movie. You could have done that with Sting, Sting Taker as a cinematic to get it done and over with. And how much money you think they would have made off that one match? In all honesty, like absolutely, we finally check one of those boxes for what fans have been wanting to see for forever. Um, it escapes me whether or not as part when he was a part of the skyscrapers and, and late NWA, early WCW or, you know, uh, before he ended up leaving for WWF in 1990, whether or not sting had either singles matches or tag matches with 
Mark Callis with Mean Mark and so on. I know that that Taker had that U.S. title match with Luger, uh, I believe, at a Great American Bash in 90. So, yeah, it's hard to say whether or not, you know, what what could happen now if he would be into the ring and whether or not he could actively go live now. But a cinematic match, absolutely, I'm sure they would have been able to work around any limitations that he would have had with that neck injury and make something absolutely dynamic. Uh, there's, I mean, look at stuff we have seen. There's ways to protect anyone, really. And at that point, you don't need like a you know, half-hour, hour-long technical masterpiece. You just need them in the ring together. The, the spectacle of that's enough. What they actually do is secondary. Yeah, so, okay, so first question to you guys is your AEW, you have your roster. Who do you have Sting feud with? It, is he in a feud? I mean, he's backing up Cody for the save with, with, with Team Taz. I I mean, do you pair him off against Brian Cage, Ricky Stark? Like, you know what I mean? Like, to I, me, I, there's I, no one that I don't see that you realistically can. I mean, I mean, age wise, the only guy that's even close would be Billy Gunn, and Billy Gunn is just in phenomenal shape for his age, and is still, you know, looking pretty solid, and is still going. Um, you know, Sting is more like probably bot, you know more of in, in terms of like ability to be able to go like Arn Anderson being able to throw a spine buster. I mean, he probably can get one spot in do that scorpion death drop kind of deal. But anything beyond that, I just, I don't know. I don't, to me, it would just be unsafe and not prudent for, for Sting's health. See, because he gets all painted up and has the gear and the bat and everything, we're going a certain way with it. And I think that's our mistake. We shouldn't be going a certain way. Now, what I'm thinking is, you got a lot of managers in AEW. If only there was some sort of super veteran face that could put together a team of his own and mentor them. I wonder if there's any anyone he would have a rivalry with. Maybe a manager in this company that he had a coal miners glove match against. Or maybe two people that used to put up four fingers and Tully and Arn that boy Sting might still want to get a little bit of revenge against them. So why not have Sting become a face manager mentor? He doesn't have to do a thing. He doesn't have to wrestle anyone, but he could be a counter to these other figures in AEW. Yeah, I, I totally see Sting more as some kind of authority figure May I mean, do you do the William Regal-esque general manager kind of deal? Um, I certainly would hope he's going to become involved with like backstage consulting, producing and so on like that. You know, be a visible on screen role, but in in ring, I just I'm not seeing it. I'm not buying it, especially knowing knowing the neck injury that he had and uh, the fact that he is 61 years old. So here, here's my issue, Kevin, with him being a manager is it's not like Sting's an amazing talker. He, his best promos are him coming out, pointing the bat at you and being quiet. Uh, uh, that's where the money is and, and the mystique of the character, at least in, in the Crow character. 
Um, and he can't do the blonde surfer gimmick because he doesn't have the hair for that. So unless he comes out with Hogan's wig that, you know, from the three ninjas movie, um, shout out to the Halloween havoc we just watched. (laughs) But, um, that's the thing that gets me is I think they're very limited and it looked like they had a moment between him and Darby Allen on there. I can see Darby bumping crazy for, I I just don't know. It's a weird feud. It's a. It's almost like they're trying to force him into this feud. It doesn't make sense to me. All right. Well, what if you did Sting like Undertaker, Mystery of Darkness, not an evil version, but a light version, where he's taking people like Darby and showing them a, a better way. You could have tons of face turns inspired by Sting. He doesn't have to cut a promo. Superman doesn't cut a promo. He inspires by doing. Sting could just come out and inspire others by standing up for what's right. He doesn't have to say a word. What if it turns out that Sting is like the overlord for the Dark Order? Okay. Like Like he's Brody's, like he's trying to train Brody into being, you know, I don't know, the leader that he's supposed to be, but he's like the quiet, he's like, he's like, uh, like Brody's like the taskmaster and he's the master or whatever it was from the, from the Dungeon of Doom. I, I, I literally, I, I have no idea. I mean, I, I know you're talking about like, you know, feuding with Arn and stuff like that and feuding with Tali and stuff, but I don't want to see that. No offense. Like doesn't interest me. No, not at all. Same with me. It was a cool moment. Don't get me wrong. It was cool to see Sting come out and I'm like, holy cow. Like, all right. AEW's throwing money behind it and, you know, throwing weight behind everything. But yeah, and then I, they announced the multi-year deal after the fact. It's just like, holy cow. Okay. What are they? They, what are they committing to, and what what is the plan moving forward? It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, and then when it be on TNT, you wonder how much of a push he gets because, I mean, Sting was synonymous with WCW and TNT in the heyday. So, well, also I think we're just looking at you know what's on the two hours of Dynamite, but bigger picture, this as as a company as a business. Look at the only time TNA Impact Wrestling had merchandise in stores. It was when Sting was a part of it. And they had like the Toy Biz Wrestling figures and the Sting mask and figure set. There's a Shark Boy one too. But they had something going because they could go to these toy shows and merchandising shows and say, hey, we have all these guys that people like and we have Sting. And any investor is going to say, well, I know who Sting is. I'll put my money there. AEW can go and be like, we got this tag team and this guy from Japan and this guy and all. And you're going to have a lot of investors saying, I've never heard of any of them. Were they in WWE? You know, were they in WWF? They're going to say something like that because they don't watch. But you say, we have Sting. Oh, well, now I would like your merchandise in my chain of stores. Like Sting doesn't have to do a thing. He's under contract. He's an investment. He's going to move their whole entire brand forward because he's a name. Yeah, it's just interesting. I'm very interested to see um, this week Sting talks on Wednesday night to see what happens with that. Um, any other thoughts on that? Like I said, I, I'm confused as to where they go. I mean, I don't even I can't even fantasy book him because there's no one. I, I mean, what Sting versus, you know, Sting versus Orange Cassidy. What do you think, Kevin? No. I'd be down. I know you would be. <laughs> oh, St- how about this? How about Eddie Stingston? They, oh, they form Eddie a tag team. Just make it stop. The Mad King versus the Mad Sting. Okay, now, all right. 
you could do a very good angle with a heel. I'll say Eddie, just because that's who you're bringing up. But honestly, any heel in AEW, or if you want to turn someone heel, beating the hell out of a 61 year old legend, and you will have the crowd hate you for it. Yeah, I'm, I think they already did that about 15 years ago with Randy Orton, didn't they? Well, I mean, wrestling's cyclical. Everything's been done before. Has it? Oh. Old, old KO with his stunner. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I, I don't know. But let, let's let's go on to the man with the belt, Kenny Omega, finally capturing the, the big platinum, if you will, the AEW World Heavyweight Championship uh, with Don Callis. Number one, did you guys enjoy the match? Did you guys watch the whole thing? Or? Um, I, I appreciated the match. Unfortunately, I kind of subscribe to... To Cornette's rationale, it just seems like every other move is V-trigger, V-trigger, standing V-trigger, whiplash V-trigger, blah, blah. It's just a knee. Like every other move, it seemed to be like a knee to somewhere. And you just hear the – you hear Excalibur just screaming V-trigger, V-trigger over and over again. And it's just like, okay, you're going you're gonna to do it 26 times? I mean, okay, it's like the Bucks and their super kick party as well. So, I mean, it just – it gets old and monotonous. But I like the direction that they're going towards um, with Omega and the the tease of cross promotional play here with Don Callis and Impact Wrestling. I I was legit surprised that he won. I didn't think it was going to be a free TV thing. Um, I thought it would be built up more. And honestly, I I just I don't know why, but I thought Kenny would stay away from the title a little bit longer. It really seemed like your your AEW CEOs there didn't want to put the belts on themselves right away on any of them. So they let, you know, a couple other people win titles first before getting the titles themselves. And I just thought Kenny was going to wait a little bit longer. So I was flat out surprised. Then Don Callis's whole part, I just thought when he showed up a couple weeks ago to help with announcing, oh, that's cool that... You know, there's some sort of mutual respect between the brands. The legalities are fine. That everyone's allowing this. He brings a, a another insight into it, and that's all I thought of it. But we just saw NWA just kind of fall apart out of nowhere, and Wade Barrett's on NXT as an announcer now. Thunder Rosa showing up, like everyone's just kind of scattered to the wind. So I thought, eh, you know, Impact and AEW just have a nice little deal here. That's fine. It's just going to be Don Kills announcing that's it. And then when he says, see you on Tuesday, I'm like, you know, if you really want to compete with WWE and everything they have, having this Avengers of Wrestling teaming up here with AEW Impact and they got whatever their deal is with NWA going on, that's the way to go. It's now's the time to do it, especially in this era where you know the non you know fan attendance era is going to be just an afterthought down the road when hopefully all of this clears up and we're able to resume fan attendance again now's the time to just play around and just see if anything you know can stick there has not been in a while a a, a, a true alliance of multiple uh you know multiple federations or companies that have allowed interpromotional play or back and forth, you get like the ability to go to Japan and back and that's about it. Now. I mean, absolutely. I'm absolutely for this and it's, it's time to, to make something happen, something different because 
what's been going on on Monday nights and Friday nights really has not piqued my interest at all whatsoever. Well, look at one of the most exciting things for Attitude Era when people were jumping shows. Oh my God, I can't believe they are on Raw or on Nitro now. They don't work for this company yet. You know, why are they here? You've got three companies right now. Anyone could show up on any show. That makes it exciting. You've opened up a world of match possibilities. You've got three nights now of, I don't know what the heck's going to happen, so I got to watch. And I, for real, don't know what's going to happen. Not like, you know, WWE, anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. No. For real, anything's possible here. Okay, so, all right, let's 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 do a little fantasy booking here. What do you do with Omega, then? Uh, come, you know, obviously this Tuesday, tomorrow night, say. Uh, what do you do on Impact? Why are they going to Impact? What is the mission statement there? Why don't you take over, Kevin? Why don't you right. book Kenny Omega going to Impact? And then who is his first opponent going to be um, for the title? What would you do in this situation? Just remember, you have to use Impact. Because they have, it looks like they have a partnership. Don Kellis comes out first. I want to introduce my friend and the world champion, Kenny Omega. Who's Impact Champ right now? Moose? I think it's Rich Swan. Rich, okay. He won it from um, Eric Young at Bound for Glory, I say. Okay. Okay. And then what? Moose has the old TNA belt. Is that right? I believe so because he had the thing with EC3. Yep. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so immediately, Virtus Swan could come out. What do you mean, world champ? I'm world champ. This is Impact. This isn't Dynamite. Have Moose come out. What do you mean, world champ? I'm world champ. I got this TNA belt. All right, so who is Impact going to recognize as the true champion of the brand? Got three legitimate reasons here. There's your first feud. Ladder match, maybe. Elimination match. Something like that. You can have that, any one of them. Then you go bounce over to AEW. Hey, uh, like bring Tony Khan on camera. Have everyone flipping out. Our champion's on another brand. Fire him. Get rid of him. Do a tournament. Have a new champ. But then Kenny is still the rightful champion for them. He could even hold it up. You could, you know what? I said wrestling is cyclical. Redo Flair having the big gold belt in WWF. Have it be like, oh, Kenny's on impact. We can't really mention him. We can't mention the title right now. There's legal proceedings happening. We don't know what's going on. Have it be like chaos if he shows up. What are you doing here? You left. You went to another show. And then when he's on impact, make him be like, yeah, I'm world champion because I won this pelt on another show and I'm better than anyone else here. And have Don Callis just absolutely evil owner or you know in ceo of a company here what is he co-vice president something like that right and he's pushing his friend and burying everyone else but now you have all the homegrown impact talent just feeling like they gotta prove themselves all over again to him so kenny's like having these incredible matches because these guys are trying even harder like i'm gonna take him down and send him back where he came from so do you think that kenny wrestles on impact uh you know television Yes. Yes. I mean, have him like have someone don't your higher up talents. Yes. Wait for a pay-per-view or crossover with AEW or, you know, wait for the bigger audience. Yes. But week by week, have someone come out. It's like, hey, I've been here for years, busting my ass, trying to get up to that level. And you just walk in here and think you're in charge. All right, let's go. 
quick five, 10 minute match. Kenny's obviously going to win, but this guy looks good. Now he looks better. He gets the rub. Maybe that allows him to, you know, get to a world title level. Eventually you could have Kenny just continue to, you could have him raise people up on multiple shows here. What do you think educator? Uh, I, I kind of, I'm going along the lines with what Kevin is saying here. Um, but my, my, you know, fantasy booking is actually going to take, uh, AEW and impact and actually create a war of the promotions between back and forth. Guys are jumping shit back and forth and so on. And eventually it gets all settled with, uh, the match that was booked, but then never happened because COVID era came down and we get the, an AEW versus impact match beyond or war games to, to ring at a pay-per-view. That's what I see. Or that's what I would love to see. Now, a quick thing here. Uh, AEW has fans in the building right now. Maybe five, 600, right? Yeah. Yeah. Impact. I don't believe does. No. Yeah. You could do anything in impact and have everyone sign the NDAs and not have any of it get out. Right. Like Kenny could have already been taping impact episodes and who would know, you know, just have everyone keep it on the quiet. Yeah, absolutely. So I like the idea. I think that you want to make Kenny Omega, the belt collector. Right. And just going after winning title after title. I, I totally agree with that. I think that's smart. I'd say have him win impact title, have him win NWA title, have him beat Nick Aldis. See and see see what happens when you can go back to Japan and work New Japan because I think that's the the golden goose everyone wants is that working relationship. Now Impact supposedly has a working relationship with um with New Japan. So that that's it's a weird thing because we've always heard New Japan and uh, AEW don't have the relationship because it was Ring of Honor in New Japan, and now it's completely different. So, um, you know, that's I think probably the the Thanos uh, Infinite Infinite Stone, right? Is that what it's called? What is it called, Kevin? Infinity Stones. Yeah, whatever that is. Um, whatever that nerd stuff is. Let's talk about real stuff like wrestling. Uh, you throw that in the glove, and then that's your your Avenger style. Um, you know, snap the fingers there. Uh, yeah, Omega just travels and wins every title, becomes the belt collector, becomes the biggest thing in the world. But who steps to him? I have no idea. Who? I'm so curious where they go with this. The whole idea of them going to Impact is shocking to me. Um, I don't know how much it helps AEW, though, in the grand scheme of things. I think in a COVID era, when travel is restricted, when people can be randomly quarantined for two weeks, if not longer when anyone could get sick anytime to be able to have access to this wider pool of talent and say, I can, I can grab all these people at any time and fill in. Yeah. I, I, I think they're just, they're creating more options so that they don't have to literally shut down and not be able to offer tele a television product, uh, until things fine, hopefully, you know, work itself out in terms of the health pandemic. I, it just creates a heck of a lot more options and it, it's just trying to show that, yeah, maybe a working relationship can actually work and it's, and it's going to be for the benefit of the fans that are interested in tuning in uh, and, and perhaps benefit to, to, to the wrestlers, the, the guys, the gals that are going to be able to perhaps get more bookings uh, that will allow them to earn more money. 
because Lord knows you can't have your own social media account and work for in Stanford, you know? The other thing, too, I wonder is where does Gallows and Anderson fit in with the uh, impact? Because, of course, they were Bullet Club with, you know, Omega was Bullet Club when he was the cleaner. So maybe they play into that. I don't know. I'm actually kind of excited for impact. What year is what a weird year? Oh, without a doubt. 2020. Jeez Louise. So. Almost over. I know, I know. Well, speaking of being over, uh, not only are we over, but I think this episode is over. So thank you guys for joining us on the run in this Monday morning. Educator, anything you want to say to the people out there? Thank you guys so much, and tune in for our next episode of Halloween Havoc. Yeah, this Thursday, Halloween Havoc 1999. What a show that was. The first one of the Russo-Ferrara era, so powers that be <laughs> all the powers that be with that wcw cologne uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun uh yeah it's a good episode you guys are gonna enjoy what we got cooked up for you um yeah so follow us there and mr kevin hellions take us home all right thank you guys for another great monday morning discussion here on the run and thank you to retro network for hosting us thank you wwe network for our usual comment we talk about but hey thank you to AEW this week for giving us this topic thank you richard reader and jason gross for our logos you can follow us across the internet at trn house show you can follow matt at maddie treats you can follow myself at mass library MassLibrary.com is the home blog and the three of us are going to go form uh our own federations there from the draft and we're going to team them all up and then go after wwe This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.